This podcast is brought to you by EverythingVoluntary.com. Voluntary principle states that all human relations should happen by mutual consent or not at all. This podcast aims to promote respect for the voluntary principle in all walks of life and for all age groups. My name is Skylar Collins, and this is Everything Voluntary. Do you wonder whether or not you should spank your children? Then read my third book, No Hitting, a short guide on why spanking is unnecessary. You may download the book for free at everythingvoluntary.com or purchase it in paperback at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Uh, Before we start the episode, I want to invite you to join me as a featured guest. I'd love to chat and get to know you and give you this platform to bounce your ideas around. To schedule, go to the main website at everythingvoluntary.com. On the right-hand side, there's a link to schedule with me immediately. Click that link, select a day and time, answer the questions, and submit. That's all it takes. Thank you so much. Hello, welcome to the podcast. It's October 11th, 2020. We're going to look at three of my past two-cent posts, and then we're going to do Wizard's 13th Rule. So we'll have four topics for this episode. Here's the first one. It's from September 2018, and it's titled On Niggas. Yes, you heard that right. This thought recently occurred to me. Black people are maintaining the label nigga in the minds of non-blacks. Think about it. In music, movies, TV shows, anywhere you see black people interacting with one another, what is the primary noun they use toward one another? Sup, my nigga? There are few people here and there that despise that sort of language and refrain from using it. Otherwise, it's quite commonplace, at least from those within my view. It would be dishonest and irrational of me to say that in my mind, from a very early age, this is the label that I associate with black people, and not because I heard it from racists. How can this not be the case? I see the very same phenomenon occurring in my children. It's not hateful in any way, at least I don't think so, but it is a label that accompanies the viewing of black people. The more a group use a label for themselves with each other, the more it enters the psyche of larger society. If this should lose its association with black people, either black people need to stop using it, or everyone needs to start using it towards each other. Remove it as a noun, or make it a noun for everyone. If you want special nouns, then those special nouns will be associated with you. Alright, I think that was pretty good, if I do say so myself. This this word um, did not enter my mind until it was put there by, you know, people in movies, rappers you know, some music, movies, TV shows, whatnot. And then I was told, you know, this is their word. It's only for them. If you say it because you're a, quote, white person, then you're saying it is automatically racist. It doesn't matter how you use it. It doesn't matter how you say it. Simply uttering the word, thinking the word, makes you a white, uh, a racist, white supremacist asshole (laughs) is the impression I got. So, I don't know. I find, I find that interesting. Okay, it wasn't like my parents or grandparents. I never heard them saying it now. I talk to my dad now because this stuff's kind of in the air, Black Lives Matter and whatnot. And he tells me it was extremely common. Everybody said it. 
in his generation. And this was in Utah, right? Where probably at that time, he was born in 58, so he grew up through the 60s and 70s. There were little to no black people in the Salt Lake area. And, but they just used it freely. And uh, his parents, which I never heard of, so they, you know, at some point it left their regular usage. Um, and my mom says the same thing about her, you know, her growing up and, and her parents. And these are lovely people. These are not people that I ever considered to be hateful. And again, it was never anything that I heard. And, you know, when I got married to somebody who wasn't white, they had nothing but love for me and for her and for everything. So, you know, I never, I never felt like they were hateful people towards anybody. But, you know, everybody comes from a place and a time. And these attitudes were probably there at some point, and then they were either uh, repressed, like they're still there, they're just buried, which is great, or they're just they just learn better, they just grow out of it, which I think is probably also the case for many people. So I never heard it from my grandparents or my parents. I, I never heard it. I didn't start hearing it until I became aware of like rap music and things like that. Bad Boys, right? The movie with Will Smith, Martin Lawrence constant, right? Stuff like that. Then it was like, oh, okay, this is fun. <laughs> oh, but we're not allowed to say it. So it's like this off-limits thing. We're not allowed to say it, right? And so I don't know, it kind of created in my mind, and I've written about this before, growing up, it was always like black people were cool, you know, because my only association with them were celebrities, right? Really cool guys, either actors or rappers or whatever, uh, uh, athletes, you know? So Anyway, so if this is a problem and they don't want white people using this word, this is offensive to them, then it seems like there's there's two ways, and I just I just shared those two ways, to, to get rid of this. And that is they need to stop using it. They need to stop associating it. If, if it goes away in their language, you know, new white people that are coming up aren't going to hear it in the rap music, in the which there's so much out there anyways, it probably take generations <laughs> for it to totally disappear. but. Or it needs to become uh, public domain, right? It needs to become something that everybody can use. And that way it's not, doesn't have any hateful or racist connotations because everybody's using it, right? Like over here, you say the word cunt and it's like, for some people, for some women, it's like the worst thing you can say. But you go over to, you know, the UK or Australia or I don't know, South Africa probably. And cunt is like saying dude, you know, it's like every, it's it's just what they say. It's a term of endearment. It's ball busting. It's, it's not a big deal at all. You know, you, and, and you know that because you hear it so much on like British, British and Australian TV and stuff like that. So, and it, and it's great. You know, it doesn't bother me. I, I call my kids cunts all the time. Um, I call them all kinds of stuff all the time. <laughs> Let's be honest, because I want to, uh, disempower these words. I don't want these words to have power for them. So I don't I don't keep them from saying them, using them. They know that their mom doesn't like to hear some stuff. And so they've learned to be careful around certain people. But around me, they let it flow, as do I. I think that's a good thing. Honestly, you know what I think? Because of how powerful profanity and swear words and these kind of things are, here's my thesis. Because of the power that these words hold, it stands to reason that it is the language of the gods, right? Gods are powerful. This language is powerful. Ergo, this language is the language of the gods. 
the gods in all their power and wisdom must use these words because of how powerful they are. No, I'm kidding, but they're not, they're not as powerful in my home as they are in many others. You know, in some places you say shit and it's like, <laughs> wash your mouth out with soap. I just say, give me a fucking break. All right, let's go to the next one. This one's on tolerance. <laughs> um, we've actually got, so these two plus the, the, the wizard's rule at the end kind of have a similar theme. So this one's on tolerance. This is also from September 2018. You get no virtue points for tolerating your allies, but your enemies. Here's a simple test to know how tolerant you are. Look, look at a person and consider their characteristics, everything from gender to skin color to sexual orientation to age, but also their religious, political, philosophical, and pop cultural views and opinions. Then figure out how much, if any of these characteristics, really truly make you uneasy. After... Decide how willing you are to abide their expression of any or all of these such characteristics, those which make your skin crawl. If you will abide, then congratulations, you are being tolerant. If you will not abide, if you are unwilling to either permit them in your presence or permit them their life or liberty, then you are being intolerant. Whichever characteristic it happens to be, only when it truly bothers you, yet you abide their expression of it, can you be said to be a tolerant person relative to those people. Now, don't misunderstand. I'm not passing judgment on tolerance relative to any particular characteristic. There are many of which their expression I personally will not abide. Indeed, there are many ways in which I am a very intolerant person. I think it's true for everybody, but give me a break. Having friends of a different skin color, sexual orientation, or political view does not make you tolerant unless those specific characteristics, characteristic expressions drive you batty. All right, I don't remember what inspired this. September 2018. Yeah, that was kind of the Me Too stuff, I believe, back then. So I don't know what would have inspired this. But it is something I think about from time to time, this idea of tolerance. And people like to walk around, right, with, uh, you know, displaying their supposed tolerance for people of a different race or sexual orientation, right? They, they march with, you know, they march in the gay parade, but they're not gay, that sort of thing. And... You know, they hold up signs as, you know, say something about tolerance. And honestly, it's, it's, excuse me, excuse me. If these people don't bother you, you're not tolerating them. It, it's, it's simply not true. You're just with them. You're not tolerating them if, if they don't bother you. Okay. Toler toleration would be getting a bunch of people who think that homosexuality is a sin and, and don't want to be near homosexuals. Have those people march with signs saying, I really dislike homosexuality. I think it's a sin before God. We should not associate with uh, faggots. Okay, why not? Write it on there. But because I want to be a tolerant person, my skin is crawling, but I'm here anyway. <laughs> I want to pull my hair out and I want to vomit all over everybody. Because these people make me sick. But I, I also want to be tolerant, so here I am. Now I believe you. Now I consider you tolerant. Because these are, these are characteristics that you don't like. But you don't hate. You don't like, but you don't hate. You're going to tolerate, right? Don't hate, tolerate. So you don't hate it. They just bug you for some reason. You think it's wrong. You think it's a sin. You think it's, maybe you think they're inferior because it's, it's, a, it's a black pride uh, parade, hold up a sign saying, I'm a white supremacist. I think we're better, but I do not hate them. I don't mind being around them. I like to tolerate them. 
But yes, they are inferior. <laughs> All right, you get my point. Um, there's there's usually a lot of intolerance by these people, and, it, and it's usually not something superficial. It's not towards something superficial like skin color or sexual orientation or gender. But it's usually based on politics. It's often based on religious views. Right. So it's it's not something that's superficial. It's not something that's on the skin. It's something that's deeper. It's in the mind, its opinions, its beliefs. And they're usually quite intolerant. Right. They're intolerant intolerant towards libertarians. They're intolerant towards, you know, radical capitalists. They're intolerant towards um conservatives. They're intolerant towards I don't know. That seems about it. <laughs> but it's like if you have the wrong beliefs, now we're not going to tolerate you. And I, I get it. There are people who I do not tolerate. I do not tolerate people who are of the belief or the opinion that they are welcome to my home without my permission. I will not tolerate that. Right? So there's there's valid reasons, I think, valid reasons to be intolerant. Okay? I I I will say that I do tolerate, though I though I totally disagree with people who believe in government, believe in authority, I do tolerate them. I disagree with them. I honestly, I hate those beliefs. I hate them. I think that they are nefarious and, you know, using the word in my way, evil, evil beliefs. But I'm around them. I tolerate them. I don't show these people hate. I don't show them that I think that they are incredibly misguided and blah, blah, blah. And many of these people probably feel the same way about my anarchism, and yet they tolerate me. That's true tolerance. You hate what the person stands for, okay, but you're, you don't hate them, of course, unless they pick up a sword or pick up a gun, right? Then it, then it becomes a, a problem. Then you will become possibly intolerant. All right, I think I beat this uh, dead horse dead. Let's go to the next one. This one is on Adults in the Room, also from September 2018. The anonymous writer of that recent New York Times op-ed about the adults in the room, if you remember, wow, that was two years ago, is supposedly a senior official in the Trump regime. They wrote, it may be cold comfort in this chaotic era, but Americans should know that there are adults in the room. We fully recognize what is happening, and we're trying to do what's right even when Donald Trump won't. I wonder, where were the, uh, quote, adults in the room when Barack Obama went after whistleblowers in record numbers? When George Bush shoved the Patriot Act and two endless wars down our throats. When Richard Nixon doubled down on the war on drugs. When Lyndon Johnson saddled Americans with his great society. When Harry Truman committed genocide in Japan. When Franklin Roosevelt hubristically signed his New Deal. And so on and so forth. I have serious doubts that there's ever been an adult in the room at the White House. All right, now this is, this is, this is what I think. I really do. <laughs> The people that vie for power and get it are probably the least qualified. The least qualified to hold power are those who want it and those who get it. And, you know, that's just, that's just my opinion. That's based on my values and my preferences. Okay. In, in, in my opinion, adults don't, they don't arrest whistleblowers who spill the beans on the nefarious activities of different governments and corporations, like Barack Obama did in record numbers. Adults in the room don't uh, start two wars under false pretenses in Iraq and endless wars in Afghanistan just because there were 
a handful of people that flew two planes into our buildings were going to invade two countries, cause countless number countless amounts of damage and number of lives, right? I mean, how many hundreds of thousands of people and how much property damage? How how many how many buildings and homes and condos and and stuff that people own that people spent their lives earning were destroyed through US invasion of these places. All four 3000 Americans that were brought down by what six people. In my opinion, adults don't behave this way. Adults don't stop other people from putting stuff into their own bodies. They recognize that everybody is a self-owner. Everybody is at liberty to ingest whatever they damn well please. Adults recognize the damage that a welfare state can do to society and to the family, and they don't implement a great society. Adults recognize that murdering hundreds and hundreds of thousands of innocent civilians, all because you butt your nose into Europe's business back in 1917, when you shouldn't have, the U.S. should have never had anything to do with the European wars, but they did. They got into World War I, and World War I led to World War II which led to the development of nuclear weapons and the using of nuclear weapons. Adults don't do that. Okay, these are all terrible, terrible mistakes. Adults are better than that. They're wiser than that. They're more knowledgeable than that. Adults care about the lives of other people. Adults care about liberties, about protecting them, about preserving them, about freedom, about principle, at least in my conception. So that's the, that's the type of adult I try to be. Now, I get down and I get silly with my kids. That's a good thing. It's good for them. That's also the adult thing to do. But I don't hurt people. I don't take their stuff. It's that simple. And what, is, what has Trump even done? Not to defend the guy, but seriously, what has he even done? He hasn't done anything. He reduced some taxes. He didn't reduce spending. That's continued to go up. It's, I mean, it, the national debt doubled under Obama, and it's probably going to uh, I'm not going to say double again. That's, that, that's, you know, we're not there yet, but we're, what, we at 26, 27 trillion. If it went from, you know, 10 trillion to 20 trillion or whatever under Obama, if we hit 30 trillion, then we'll have effectively doubled that original amount as well. Trump will, you know, and that's just par for the course. That's just what's happening. Nobody, nobody is trying to stop that. They're just constantly adding to it. Uh, but otherwise, what has he done? He hasn't started any new conflicts anywhere. I mean, I know he's, you know, assassinated that Russian guy, and then they threw a hissy fit back. I get that. But it's not like we're at war with Russia. We're not at war with Iran. We're not at war with China. I don't know. He seems to be mostly uh, mostly bark and very little bite relative to his predecessors. That's, that's what it seems to me. But, you know, he gets reelected. He'll have another four years, and we'll see what happens. All right, let's go to Wizard's 13th Rule. Here it is. There have always been those who hate. And there always will be. Uh, I do wonder, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying not to like hold hate in my heart about things. But like I said earlier, I do hate authoritarianism. I do hate the state, right? I do hate these ideas, these diseases, these plagues among humanity. This belief that some people have the right to rule other people. It has led to untold amounts of human suffering. I hate it, but I don't, I don't in my mind, I don't like sit there and brood on it, right? So I'm not holding this hate and it's not, you know, something that's, you know, getting my 
cortisol running all the time and it's stressing me out and blah, 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 and ultimately killing me or anything like that. So, you know, I'm somebody who hates, but that's what I hate. And I think that's all that I hate. I don't hate anybody for their beliefs. I don't hate other than the that particular belief, but I don't hate people. I think people are duped and coerced into these beliefs. Many of them have found their way out. Some of them have doubled down because of the trauma that they've suffered and they've become very bad people who cause great harm to others. I hate that. But I also recognize the traumatized child inside them. So it's hard for me to to hate a person that I see um, inflicting great harm. I hate the ideas, those particular ideas and beliefs, and I wish them eradicated off the face of the earth. But, you know, superficial stuff, I don't hold any hate for people of a different skin color, different height, different weight, different uh, sexual orientation, different gender. You know, sometimes I might see somebody who's kind of gender non-conforming as it is, and they might be dressed weird, and they might be doing weird stuff with their body, and I might think this is kind of a strange sight to see. This is peculiar. This is weird. But I don't, I don't think that passes into hate. I don't hate them just because I think it's strange, just because I think this is, uh, this is, this type of novelty is very, I don't know, in some cases it is kind of unsightly. It, it can be difficult to look at because of its strangeness. And if I were to, um, if I were to make these things known and talk about these things and try to bring this type of attention, that would probably be for hateful reasons. So I, I don't, I don't see the point in that because I don't, feel hatred towards these things. If you want to have sex, if you're a guy and you want to have sex with a guy, fine. I don't want to see it. It's really um, aesthetically un unpleasing to me, right? And I get it. If you're gay, you probably don't want to see heterosex, right? You probably don't want to see it. It probably doesn't turn you on. It's probably gross. I don't want to see people fuck animals either. That's gross. But I think people should be free to fuck their animals if they want to. If they own them, it's, if it's their property. Don't, you know, I don't want to see it. I don't want to look for it. It's uh, probably vomit inducing for me, but I don't hate you. And that's the problem. Too many people these days will will take um, that sort of thing, those sort of uh, feelings towards things, and they'll interpret it as hate when it's not, right? I don't want to see you eat bugs, but that doesn't mean I hate you because you're a bug eater, <laughs> You do you and I'll do me. It's it's that simple. Okay, hate is when I don't want you, I don't even want you. I need to somehow uh, forcefully stop this this practice, right? I don't want you um, eating bugs, so I'm going to tell you you're wrong and you're you're bad for doing it. I'm going to try to shame you out of it, right? Then it, then it can say that there's hate. And I really don't take that approach when it comes to the thing I do truly hate, which is authoritarianism. I'm not going around shaming statists and authoritarians because it's not very effective. And that's that's simply why. It's just not effective. Um, it's really not effective at all. I mean, people either just will disassociate with you or if you have actual power over them, then they'll just repress. And that will, that will lead to negative things later on, uh, rage and probably and, and other problems. I don't think that repression is helpful. So this 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 brings us to something that's really challenging. Let's talk about it. Why not? Pedophilia. Pedophilia. Pedophiles. People who have sexual attraction to children. I don't get it, uh, but I think I know where it comes from. 
I think it comes, I think pedophilia begets pedophilia. I think people who are, have this, let's just say problem, are people who were first victims of this problem. So through no fault of their own, through no fault of their own, this is, this, this totally fucked up thing, we can all agree, is put into them through this type of trauma. And, and now they have this attraction. Can everybody thinks, everybody thinks that themselves, they should be at liberty to go after people that they're attracted to and ultimately have the sex <laughs> and get off and enjoy that, right? Like I, you know, I pursued women. That's who I was attracted to. And I married one. She let me have sex with her. We have three kids. We have sex all the time. We enjoy it. We love it. And I get to do that because I'm attracted to uh, not a protected class of people in that way. I'm attracted to adult women. And as long as I get their consent, her consent, then she lets me do it. But these people who we're all supposed to hate don't have that luxury. They can't, they can't pursue what they're attracted to and get the sex and get off and experience that wonderful, wonderful thing, the orgasm, right? Because when they want to do it, it's either going to involve hurting the next generation of children, or it's going to involve obtaining, uh, porn, you know, child pornography that was itself, uh, you know, created um, in a, you know, criminal way and has had the effect of, of victimizing more children. Um, so, I mean, it's like these people, you don't want to say it because it's so unpopular to say it, but they have got a sh the the shit end of the stick, right? Through no fault of their own, and they have to suffer their entire lives. But maybe there's a way out. Maybe there's a way out if society allows it. Okay, this is this is up to us. This isn't up to them. This is up to us. We have to care enough. We probably don't. Too many people hate pedophiles and pedophilia and what that means. And I get it. I get it. A big part of me hates a big part of that too. But maybe there's a way out. Okay, we're starting to see it. The digital reproduction or the digital production of child pornography. Okay, that's and that's that's something that will quite possibly help them get what they need and not injure anybody else. Okay, now obviously we need to stop we need to stop making pedophiles. And you do that by stopping the actual hap you know, the actual actions happening to, to real children. So maybe the only way to to totally abolish pedophilia is to allow the creation and dissemination and consumption of digitally produced child pornography. Maybe that's how you do it. Can we as a society tolerate that? Will we tolerate that? Well, I don't know. It's, it seems like a dichotomy to me. Either we'll always have this problem, this scourge of pedophilia, or we allow this to happen and we get rid of it. Because if somebody's able to get their socks off, get their rocks off, get their socks off, Get their rocks off to digital, digitally produced uh, stuff. Then, then they're satisfied. Maybe not all of them, or maybe they can learn to be satisfied with it until they're gone. But I think these people should be worked with. You know what I mean? I don't think we should be pushing them out of society, forcing it to be repressed, forcing it to be hidden, forcing it to be in the closet. I don't think that's working. So we got to do something else. And it's, it's a hard conversation. I get it. There's a lot, a lot of hate around it. There have always been those who hate and there will always will be. So 
you know, when we encounter that, let's figure out why and let's figure out what we can do about it. But let's be adults in the room. Let's acknowledge what works and what doesn't work. There's a little commentary here underneath this. Let me read it. It says, hate is a fact of humanity and is a part of human nature. We cannot change the nature of humanity by force, violence, and imprisonment. The only weapon that can be used against hate and succeed is one welded with truth and love. Any other weapon will either be unsuccessful or make the hatred more powerful. Sometimes tough. It's sometimes difficult to tolerate people uh, you disagree with, people whose practices you disagree with. Sometimes those practices are actually criminal, right? Are actually dangerous to innocent people. What can we do about it? All right, that's going to do it. I'll leave you with what I do. Don't hurt people. Don't take their stuff. Don't ask permission. Thanks for listening. Have a better day. Please send your comments and questions to everythingvoluntary at gmail.com. Please consider supporting this podcast and everythingvoluntary.com by setting up an automatic monthly donation at patreon.com forward slash EBC. One-time donations are also accepted at paypal.me forward slash everythingvoluntary. Will you do us a big favor? Will you rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening from? That really helps. And one more thing, please share the podcast with your friends. We really appreciate it.